Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Ferris Bueller. Welcome to the first ever Flashback Friday. These episodes are a little pre-weekend boost where I travel back in time and bring you life tips from the greatest heroes of the silver screen. Not only heroes, but mentors and even sidekicks of the past. And this week, we are traveling back to December 19th, 1986, and the release of the film Ferris Bueller's Day off. I would have been 13 when this film came out, which dates me a little bit. It was written and directed by the awesome, fabulous John Hughes and starring Matthew Broderick, Alan Ruck, and Jennifer Grey. Now, on its surface, Ferris Bueller is pretty much viewed or often viewed as a quirky, fun, superficial high school film about the coolest kid in school playing hooky to go on the ultimate adventurous day off. But Upon a closer viewing and a much deeper look, this film is so much more. It's a film that has a lot to say about how we choose to live our lives, and it's a story where Ferris Bueller teaches us to carpe diem, seize the day. He expresses his heroic self in such a lighthearted, courageous way that it inspires us to embrace our lives and to even find ways to remain youthful in our later years. But first, back to the story. On the one hand, you have the free-spirited Ferris, a hero of the day who chooses to be fearless, skip school, and embark on an unforgettable day with his girlfriend Sloane and his best friend Cameron. Which brings me to the greatest lesson that this movie has to offer. And this lesson is perfectly exemplified in Ferris's best friend, Cameron Fry. At the heart of this story is Ferris wanting to save his best friend from the doom and gloom that has overtaken his life. Ferris even says, I'm not doing this for me, I'm doing it for you. Early in the film, when Ferris calls up Cameron to take the day off, Cameron responds with, I'm sick. Ferris says, that's all in your head. And of course, it's only in his head. I mean, many of us are stuck in our heads, weighed down by life and living on other people's terms. Cameron has reached a point in his life where even Ferris says Cameron is the only person he knows who feels better when he's sick. Cameron's avoiding life. And Ferris is Cameron's call to adventure, our call to adventure. I feel like complete shit, Ferris. I can't go anywhere. I'm dying. Cameron is dying on the inside. He's depressed, lost, lonely. You're not dying. You just can't think of anything good to do. Cameron is us. He's bored. He's sick. He's tired and fed up. He's depressed and aimless. He even looks like a corpse as he lays buried under his sheets with only his head visible. Life has suffocated Cameron and robbed him of his life force. He's a stiff. As Ferris eloquently puts it, Pardon my French, but Cameron is so tight that if you stuck a lump of coal up his ass in two weeks, you'd have a diamond. If anybody needs a day off, it's Cameron. If anybody needs a day off, it's you. It's me. 
And like so often, our hero resists the call to adventure. It even takes a second phone call to finally convince Cameron to get out of bed, leave his ordinary world behind, and step into the extraordinary world of Ferris Bueller, our heroic self. Cameron is what happens to us when we lose that heroic self, when we don't embrace life and take control of the wheel. And speaking of wheels, enter Cameron's car, or rather, his father's car, the 1961 Ferrari 250 GT California. Less than 100 were ever made, and his father loves this car more than life itself. This car is the American dream, but it's more than a representation of material success. The car in Ferris Bueller represents all of Cameron's fears, anger, and resentment towards not only his father, but society as a whole. And it's also a metaphor for Cameron's inability to move forward. Cameron's dad loves his sports car more than his own son, the way many of us can fall in love with material things over life's true value. So let's flash forward to later in the film. After taking the view from a tall building, a visit to a very chic restaurant, the Art Institute of Chicago, and a Chicago Cubs game, Ferris once again attempts to show his best friend what living fully really means. In a grand gesture, Ferris performs the Beatles' twist and shout during a parade via float. Hang on, back to the car. I failed to mention that in the meantime, the parking lot attendants where the car have been, has been left, the parking lot attendants have taken the Ferrari out for a Star Wars-infused car ride and racked up the miles, a surefire way for Cameron's dad to flip out and notice his precious car was taken out. And this is the part where Cameron goes berserk. After being in a catatonic state for some time, after seeing the mileage racked up on his dad's car, Cameron awakens to deliver what I believe is the most powerful lesson of the film. You know, that whole time I was just thinking things over. I was like, I was like meditating. Then I sort of watched myself from inside. I realized it was ridiculous being afraid, worrying about everything, wishing I was dead, all that shit. I'm tired of it. Cameron has awakened to his potential. And even when Ferris offers to take the blame for the car, Cameron says, forget it. I got to take a stand. I'm bullshit. I put up with everything. My old man pushes me around. I never say anything. Well, he's not the problem. I'm the problem. Cameron realizes that only he has the power to make change in his life, that it's not his dad holding him back, it's himself. I'm not going to sit on my ass as the events that affect me unfold to determine the course of my life. I'm going to take a stand. I'm going to defend it. Right or wrong, I'm going to defend it. Cameron is no longer going to just sit in the back seat and let life happen to him. He's going to get behind the wheel and take control of his life, his future. And in a true display of exercising his demons, Cameron begins to kick and damage his dad's precious car. Years of pent-up rage from living in a cold, shallow home and watching his parents unable to express real love, Cameron decides to love himself. When the car falls from its stand, 
after one last final touch by Cameron. It jettisons out the window, and Cameron is finally free. You see, I believe Cameron is the true hero of this story. And Ferris is the mentor there to help teach him and teach us the power of stepping out of our comfort zone and into the powerful, confident person we know we can become. When I first saw Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I always wondered what happened to Cameron after his dad came home, like it was this missing scene. We never get to see his dad or the reaction to seeing his beloved car destroyed. Why? Because it doesn't matter. We know just by Cameron's smile and the look in his eyes that he's finally overcome his fears. He will stand up to his dad. Because Cameron has seized the sort of life itself, broken free from his fears, and awakened to a higher version of himself, his heroic self. He has embraced his inner Ferris and returned with the elixir to live a life filled with confidence and purpose. And for that reason, Cameron Fry you're my hero. So what does that mean for you, for me? The truth is, too many of us have become Cameron, lazy, afraid to step out from our own shadow, and we need to listen to our inner Ferris. Stop living in fear. Start living each day to its fullest potential. Be free of what other people or society says you should be. Life is meant to be lived, so start living the life you want to live on your terms and no one else's. And maybe take a true day off, a day that would make Ferris happy. You certainly won't be singing Twist and Shout on a float during a parade, and if you do, that's freaking awesome. But you can try anything that forces you outside of your Cameron Fry comfort zone. My point is simple. Start living your days with more energy and enthusiasm so you can truly experience life in all its glory. Maybe just once in a while, break free from your tightly wound schedule and leap into the unknown. Because life is moving pretty fast. And today might be your last chance to stop and look around. Because before you know it, you will have missed it. You're still here? It's over. The podcast has ended. Go home. Well, I mean, if you're home, go do something else.